the Oakdale Christian Centre podcast. In this episode, Dave leads a study on being thankful. The main reading is 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. To be thankful, thankful. And so we're going to look at that tonight because, you know, really, uh, right through the word of the Lord, it tells us uh, what we're thankful of, we see, we see, and what we're looking at. And, you know, the, our, our ultimate is the glory of God. To glorify Him and the glory of God is our main aim, our chief aim. Why? Because we are creatures on a creation that, although we've fallen, we reflect His glory. And uh, what happens then when we take the when we, our main aim is not to glorify and the glory of God? What happens? We make our own up. We make our own up. And gr- ingratitude is is the uh, lesson and the order of the day in the last days. Uh, the Bible says to Timothy, "In the last days they will be unholy, ungrateful, lack of courtesy." Um, uh, and one of the things that annoys me, I've got to be careful. Um, Bad driving, we'll all get bad driving, don't you? When, when they let lady to careful now, Dave. Whoop, take that back, it's not recorded. Um, <laughs> one of the things that annoys me is when you wait for somebody and they come through and they don't acknowledge, they don't say thank you. Now that really annoys me. I don't know why it, why it, it really bugs me because, you know, that's just common courtesy. But as we know, our spiritual health in thanksgiving, but the but. They tell us now, although the Bible knows, obviously, that our mental health and our physical health, those people who are thankful are better and, and a, have a better mental health and a better uh, physical health than those who are ingrateful, ingrateful, who have ingratitude. Um, so that's a fact. That's a fact. Why that's, and we'll just see why in a minute and how. Well, of course, let's look at what happens if we don't make the glory of God our main aim and, our, and, our, and our, what we were designed to do. Romans 1. Romans 1, we know it well. Well, let's read that to underpin that. Romans 1, uh, 18 to 25. The wrath of God is being revealed from heaven against all the godlessness and wickedness of men who suppress the truth by their wickedness. Since what may be known about God is plain to them, because God has made it plain to them. For since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities... His eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood from what what has been made, so that men are without excuse. For although they knew God, they neither glorified him as God, nor gave thanks to him. But their thinking became futile, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Although they claimed to be wise, they became fools, and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images made to look like mortal man and birds and animals and reptiles. Therefore God gave them over to their sinful desires of their hearts to sexual impurity for the degrading of their bodies with one another. They exchanged the truth of God for a lie and worshipped and served created things rather than their creator who is forever praised. Amen. Amen. So we see the root is ingratitude, not the glory of God, but our glory, me. And of course, ingratitude, as we look at in a moment, uh, is the source of pride, sin, deception. 
Colossians, we'll read some in Colossians now that the, the great, one of the great antidotes of deception is thanksgiving. See, see, thanksgiving, what thanksgiving does, it takes the attention of me, my self, my circumstances, and gets my attention on him, what he's done. And that is so vital. Um, and I love, uh, see, God says, just remember the children, the kids, we know, kids, kids are kids, but they have some wonderful attributes, children, don't they, that teach us lots of things. There was a lady here, and she said, um, obviously she had some issues, health issues. She said, uh, obviously in America, an estimated one and a half million people are living today with bouts of breast cancer. Every time I forget to feel grateful to be, um, to be among them, I hear the voice of an eight-year-old named Christina, who had cancer of the nervous system. When asked what she wanted for her birthday, she thought long and hard and finally said, I don't know. I have two sticker books and a cabbage patch doll. I have everything. It's amazing. Um, I, I was just thinking about that, and um, I was thinking of my, my grand, grand, two grands, didn't know my grandfather, uh, grands, and they were born at the turn of last century, when 1899, 1902. And I, I just think about them, and I think how little they had. But they didn't want either. They, but how generous they were. And uh, they, they missed that. And of course, now the generation today is that you've got to have everything. And that's equated to happiness. And uh, if you don't have it, of course, the, the, what we say on Sunday, pride is the great enemy of ingratitude. What I deserve, what I should have, what I think I should have. And remember we said God doesn't know us anything. But everything God gives us is a blessing, isn't it? And um, thankfulness, gratefulness. Heaven is filled with thanksgiving. If you read Revelation, Revelation 4, 7, 11, that the angel, the elders and the, and the, the living creatures give thanks to the Lord. Bless the Lord. Uh, there's a great refrain right through the Old Testament. We know it. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, and his love endures forever. His hesed, his mercy, his loving kindness. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, and his mercy endures forever. That is a refrain right through the Old Testament. Well, we are to give thanks. Why? Why, why, why? Uh, um, Psalm 50. I've got two verses there. Psalm 50, 14 and 23. Sacrifice and offerings to God, fulfill your vows to the Most High. He who sacrifices thank offerings honors me, and he prepares the way so that I may show him the salvation of God. There are lots of things going on there. It's a sacrifice of thanksgiving. Why? Because I don't feel like it. I don't feel like it. And this is happening, and that's happening, and uh, uh, I'm just th reading a book about changing our thinking, and that's what we've got to do, because we, we, we are prone to... to get in the ruts we're in, uh, the way we think and the past and all those things and negative and complaining. And um, I'll just come to that minute. Uh, he's, he's, he's on a chapter. Thank God for what he hasn't done. Woohoo! That's a good one, isn't it? Thank God for what he hasn't done. Isn't it amazing? Thinking back, the older you get, the more we thank God for what he hasn't done. The prayers that we prayed that we thought should be happening, the jobs that we should have had, the career we should have done, or the wife that we thought we should have had, or husband we should have had, thank God that he didn't answer those prayers sometimes. No. Where would we be today? For those things that we, he, didn't, he didn't give us. I remember telling you that little boy, when he was a little boy, all his life, Dad, I want to be a farmer, I want to be a farmer, I want to be a farmer. All his life. 
And of course, in the teen years, he didn't say much what he wanted to do. But at 18, his father presented him with the deeds of a farm. He said, there we are, son. That's what you, that's, you know, that's all. He said, I don't want to be a farmer now. I don't want to be a farmer now. He said, he said but that's all he wanted as a kid. He said, I've changed. And uh, thankfully, God sees, isn't he? God knows best. And that's why we give thanks. And in there, it says, thankfulness reminds us of the oaths and the vows we made to God. Isn't it amazing what we promised God? In some of those lovely meetings, we end before the presence of the Lord. Lord, I'll go anywhere. I'll do anything. And the Lord said, will you, Dave? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How about that couple of bob you got there? Give that away. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. What? Pardon? How much? Isn't it? But when we th- when we in Thanksgiving, it fulfills. And that last verse, Thanksgiving honors me. What honor means, give weight to. See, the more we thank the Lord, we realize who he is, how great he is. But also, interesting there, it sets our life in order. It sets the path for him to show salvation. See, thanksgiving brings uh, order out of chaos. Our lives can be so chaotic sometimes. So we need, again, to center our lives on him, get our hearts on him. So it, it honors him, gives him praise. It is a sacrifice sometimes. But in Psalm 92, Psalm 92, 1 and 2. It is a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord and to sing praises unto his name on most high, to show forth thy loving kindness in the morning and thy faithfulness every night. Amen. It's a good thing. Bless all. If it's a good thing, it's good to do it then, isn't it? It's good. And, and the Bible says it pleases the heart of the Lord. Again, remember, everything God asks us to do is generally, ultimately for our benefit. So he knows it is, it is, it'll protect us. He knows it's good for our mental health. We're all on about that at the moment, don't we? He knows it's good for our physical health. Why? Because he made us. So he said, stop complaining. Yeah. <laughs> Philippians 2.14, do everything without complaining or grumbling or disputing. It means uh, get into a routine. We talked about Daniel, didn't we? Daniel was in a routine of thanksgiving every day, twice. Of course, it, there in the Psalms, he says there, Psalm, in the morning and in the night. Of course, in, in David's temple, remember, in the morning and in the night, what would happen? Uh, the, the, the ark was there, but he had, he had a band of uh, musicians and the choir. He said, in the morning and in the night, give God praise and give him thanks. Praise the Lord, we got a new day. Thank the Lord, we got a new day. And at the end of the day, thank, what do we thank him for his faithfulness today? He's been good, he's been merciful. Perhaps it wouldn't have been a good day, but thankfully it could have been worse. <laughs> Could have been worse, couldn't it? How you see it, how our perception is, how we look at it. So there's what it, it, it's, uh, it's good. It honors God. It, it's good. It's pleasant. It's pleasing to the Lord. It's wonderful. But ultimately, it is the will of God. So then that, that's above everything else, isn't it? When God, if it was a suggestion from God, okay, take it or leave it. When God says, no, 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 this is what I want you to do. This is the will of God. Let's read that. Uh, 1 Thessalonians 5 is a wonderful chapter of uh, how we live, how we are to live. I beseech you, brethren, to know them which labour among you and over the Lord, and to admonish you, and to esteem them very highly in love for their work's sake. And be at peace among yourselves. Now we exhort you, brethren, warn them that are unruly, comfort the feeble minded, support the weak, be patient to all men. See that none render evil for evil and make Ever follow that which is good, both among yourselves and to all men. Rejoice evermore, pray without ceasing. In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God that Christ Jesus concerning you. Quench not the spirit and despise not prophecies. 
Rejoice always. Ooh, remember, gratitude comes from grace. Remember we talked about the word, that the word uh, thanksgiving, in the middle of the word is grace. It also carries the word joy in it. Of course, joy expressed from grace received. How could we not joyful when we receive the grace of God? Undeserved, unmerited. God's put his favor upon us. His forgiveness is blessed with children of God. Grace. And how can we not be grateful then to God? Of course, gratitude is not just by our words, but our lifestyle, isn't it? And our lives uh, surrendered and serving him. Why? Because uh, out of gratitude. Uh, G.K. Chesterton, uh, one of those great thinkers, although sadly, I don't know why, Perhaps he went, into, went from Anglican to Catholicism, which I never understand sometimes, but um, uh, I, oh, I can't talk to him. He's gone, but there we are. This is what he said. Very interesting. The highest and the holiest of paradoxes that the man who really knows he cannot pay his debt will do forever, will be forever paying it. The man who knows he cannot pay his debt will be forever paying it. You see, when we understand our debt to the Lord... We can't earn anything, but our just natural, normal, spiritual response should be, Lord, I will go anywhere, I will do anything, I will be yours. Because we have such a debt that we cannot pay, that why could, and uh, was it, uh, we talked about uh, Livingstone and um, uh, all, all those other great men and women of God, and, and they said, don't ever say it was a sacrifice. He said, this is no sacrifice for us. God has done so much for us. This is just gratitude. And remember those where they went, China, Africa, India, not today, not on a plane, not in, in luxury, in difficulty, in hardship, lost loved ones, lost their wives, lost their children, much difficulty. But it was not a great sacrifice because it was a gratitude for the debt was already paid. So it's the will of God. And really, that's it, isn't it? God's will for our lives is to be a thankful people because it changes our, our demeanor, you see. Uh, 2 Corinthians, the Bible says, God leads us, always leads us in triumph. He said, thanks be to God, thanks, who always leads us in triumph. And out of that, because we're in victory because of our thank, thanksgiving, he says, you'll be a fragrance, a fragrance to those around. What a wonderful thing. We are to be the most grateful, thankful people to, to, to God and to one another, I suppose, as well. So there we are. This is the will of God. Well, let's just delve a little bit deeper. Of course, let's have a little look at uh, why. Well, we should know that, but the Bible tells us, and Paul is very clear, why we should be thank thankful. Uh, Colossians 1, 9 to 14. For this cause we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to desire that you might be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding, that you might walk worthy of the Lord and to all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might according to his glorious power and to all patience and long-suffering and joyfulness, giving thanks unto the Father which has made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light, who have delivered us from the power of darkness and have translated us into the kingdom of his dear son, in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. Amen. Four things he want, He was praying for. You can see those four things. And then he, he, about giving thanks, 
Why do we give thanks? He says, he's qualified you, he's made you fit for the inheritance of the saints. He's rescued us from the dominion of darkness, translated us into the kingdom of the Son he loves, and we have redemption and forgiveness. Well, that's pretty good reason for giving thanks, isn't it? We were in darkness, now we're in light. We were sinners, guilty, now we are forgiven. We were slaves to sin, but he's redeemed us out of the slave market. And uh, we were under the power of the enemy, but the, the, the sense there is of a victory. And when the army came and, and got victory, they took the people back to their homeland. Um, and that's the great picture. When Jesus came, he defeated the enemy and he takes us back into the kingdom. That's why we are now seated in heavenly places. We do also forget who we are in Christ. When we, are, when we remember, we can only give thanks. Bless all. Romans 7, 24-25. O wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death? I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then, with the mind I myself serve the Lord God, but with the flesh the law of sin. Paul, in his great uh, expose of salvation, of who I am, why I'm like I am, and he, he, he's at the end of his tether. I, the things I want to do, I don't do, and the things I can't do, I'm doing. Who will rescue me? Thanks be to God. He's the one who rescues us, ransoms us, and releases us. So we now can do the right thing. You know, we, we have the ability to choose. Do we choose all the time? Sadly not. But we have the power because he's now in us. So thanks be to God. Bless the Lord. Redeemed and released, and uh, uh, 1 Corinthians 15. O death, where is your sting? O Hades, where is your victory? Mm. The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain. Again, why do we give thanks? Oh, death, where is your sting? Oh, Hades, where is your victory? Again, outside of Christ, fearful thing. People don't think much about it. They put it off. They put it in their back. They, they accept the lie of the devil. Either everyone's going to go to heaven or there's nothing after death. Uh, both, obviously, the, the, the lie of the enemy. But thankfully, we have victory in death. Death is just a pathway, a doorway into our citizenship, into glory, into heaven. That's why we are thankful. Oh, a bit of trepidation maybe. But no, when we are there, God gives us grace and strength. And some of us have been at the bedside of uh, numerous people who are going into glory, who know the Lord. And, uh, you know, there's a difference. There is a difference to those who don't know. Why? Because they receive the victory that is in Christ. And we're thankful for that. Bless the Lord, grateful for that. So there's our thanksgiving, why we thank, thank the Lord. But again, as we said, for our spiritual growth, our spiritual maturity, our spiritual protection, thanksgiving is such a key. Um, shaking off the, the, the uh, shackles of the things that the devil whispers into our ears, what's happened to us. Remember we talked about the ruts we get into and uh, sometimes we just need to build, as we just, we talked about trenches of truth to get the flooding of the gospel and, and the word of God into those, to get us out of those ruts that we get into so often. Um, 
Uh, Ephesians 5, we just read, be filled with the Spirit. Uh, and what do we do then? Speak to one another with psalms, hear spiritual songs. Yeah, if you're not singing to the Lord during the day, you need to be filled with the Spirit again, don't we? When we're filled with the Spirit, there's a song on our lips and a, and a, and a joy in our hearts. Um, but then he says, with uh, what does he say? With thanksgiving, uh, Ephesians 5. Uh, do um, be f- filled with the Spirit. Always giving thanks to God the Father. Remember we said, uh, 1 Thessalonians says, give thanks in all circumstances. Ephesians 5 is going deeper. Give thanks for, for all circumstances. Now that is faith. That's a rising of faith, isn't it? Because we can give thanks in circumstances, but we're not giving thanks for the circumstances. Talked about Corrie Ten Boon, thanking God for the fleas, thanking God for those lice, because uh, God knows what he's doing. You see, and when we understand who God is, we will give God thanks in and for all circumstances, because God knows what he's doing. That's why we give God thanks when for the things he hasn't done. Bless the Lord for the things he hasn't done. Good job sometimes. And we, we see it now, but tell it when we get to heaven, we'll see it all in front of us and we'll say, Oh, thank you for that. You saved me there. Woohoo! Some of our driving, he saved us from as well. That's definitely. Um, so, gratitude. Colossians 3, which is the sort of the, the parallel chapter uh, and, and to Ephesians 5. Uh, Colossians 3, 15, 17. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. Since as members of one body you were called to peace and be thankful. Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with the wisdom through psalms, hymns and songs from the Spirit singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus. Giving thanks to God, the Father, for him. Three times. Thanks, thanks, thanks. Gratitude. So, of course, we are filled with the Spirit. Ephesians 5, aren't we? Filled with the Spirit and out to the flow. We're singing. We're joyful. We're singing the song of the Lord. We're giving thanks. Now, here, let the peace of God rule. Be filled with the Word. Let the Word of Christ and be filled with the Word. Can't, not one without the other. Both together. When we're filled with the Word, we sing psalms, hymns, and songs. Gratitude in our hearts, and whatever you, you see, what we do just fills us with gratitude. And, uh, and also, there it says, Whatever you find your hand to do in everything, do it with all your heart with thanksgiving. See, thankful people can be in the most dire situations, in the most difficult places, and still do everything for the Lord. Now, I don't know about you, but sometimes on a Monday morning we go to work and you have a couple of issues with people. I deal with people, so there's always a problem. And I, then, then, see, God's word has got to take precedence, isn't it? Give thanks, Dave, give thanks in all circumstances, because you then you can do it with all your heart. If you're not doing it with all your heart, it's probably because your ingratitude in is not far from there. See, gratitude um, uh, holds our soul's health uppermost. Uh, it also counteracts lust. Lust of the world, lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes. Because when we are thankful, we will not... See, thankfulness is such a spiritual power and, and in, in, in warfare because what happens, we're thanking God for what we have. So when the devil comes in, oh, you should have this, Dave. 
could have that div. Look at that div. Our thanksgiving suppresses and smashes the work of the lust of the flesh, the world, and what the devil puts in our hearts. And we become less vulnerable to sin. Bless the Lord. Less vulnerable to sin. Amen. Um, Colossians 2, 1 to 7. I want you to know how hard I'm contending for you, for those that last year and for all who have not met me personally. My goal is that they may be encouraged in heart and united in love, so that they may have all the full riches and complete understanding in order that they may know the mystery of God, namely Christ, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. I tell you this so that no one may deceive you or find sounding arguments. Although I am absent from you in the body, I am present with you in spirit, and you like to see how disciplined you are and how firm your faith is in Christ. So then, just as you receive Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your lives in Him, rooted and built up in Him, strengthening the faith as you were taught, and overflowing with thankfulness. Overflowing with thankfulness. Not just saying, oh, thank you, Lord. No, 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 overflowing. The word is abundance. We love that. It is more than enough. Overflowing, overflowing. Good to get into a habit. You see, it's good to make good habits. That's where we get in a habit of reading a word, spending time. Get in a good habit of thankfulness. Thankfulness for what we have, what God has done. And we'll see in a minute for each other. Ah, that's a wonderful thing. We'll look at that now. Um, but, of course, in that context, remember, the context is deception. False teachers. Uh, deceiving. And us being willy-nilly and wishy-washy and drifting. He said they'll be rooted in the Lord. And he said, I tell you what, when you're overflowing with thankfulness, your focus, your faith is growing. Your focus is on the Lord because of who he is, what he's done. And it will, it will guard you. The guardian, guardian of thankfulness is a guard, a guarding of our hearts. To keep our hearts warm. Uh, when ingratitude rises, self rises coldness rises uh, drifting rises and uh, that's why he said be overflowing in thankfulness bless the Lord um, Colossians 4 verse 2 I guess you will continue in prayer and watch in the same within, with thanksgiving see continue in prayer be watchful how we watchful he adds that thankfulness again that's a guardian of our soul. Why? Because it always pays attention to what God has done, who God is, what he's blessed us with. Not like in Eden. There's our issue. It always starts back in Genesis, isn't it? Oh, look at that fruit there. You haven't touched that, have you? You want that, don't you? Look at one. The one thing. Just one command. Can you believe it? Don't eat of that. He didn't say don't even touch it. He didn't say don't touch it. Don't eat of it. And uh, the devil came in, ingratitude rose and said, oh, I like the look of that. Why, how dare God tell me that I can't have that? I want it. It looks good. It'll be good for me and good for who I am. And, it, it, and of course, the devil puts the caveat, it'll make you like God. It'll make you number one. 
And that's all. I, that's the root of the problem, isn't it? I want to do what I want to do, irrespective of what God says. But thankfulness, thankfulness is our great protector, our great guardian. And it's our great guardian um, uh, in all things, with our interaction with each other. It's Ephesians 5, we just read it. Let there not be filthiness, silly talk, levity, which is not fitting, but instead let there be thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Our, our words, we talked about our words a few weeks ago, our words full of thanksgiving. I said before about um, Edgar, Edgar Davis, and uh, are you Edgar? Are you Edgar? Much to be thankful for. And that's a good, that's a good, uh, good uh, comeback. Much to be thankful for. And that is true. That is so true. Um, Philippians 4, 6 to 7. Philippians 4. Be anxious for nothing, but in every, everything by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Amen. Bring before the Lord with thanksgiving and the peace of God. Again, it's a military uh, behind this. Will we'll guard your heart. Will set up a garrison around your, your heart. Peace of God will garrison you. Why? Because we're before the Lord. We're giving him the, our requests. We're bringing our prayers. And we are in thanksgiving. Philippians 1. Paul, apart from in Galatians, thanked God for the people of God. Grateful for one another. See, that, that protects relationships. Billy Graham said, um, he had a letter one day from a, a lady, and uh, she started off her letter by saying how fortunate she was to have a husband who was kind and considerate. He said, but for the next four pages, she, she said about all his faults. Um, and he said, how true that ingratitude, because he talked about the sin of ingratitude, but how ingratitude cools relationships and ultimately shatters relationships. Talked about that the other day, didn't we, about... Um, how many uh, good things we say, how many bad things we say, depending on how long our marriage lasts. So they did a, a census or a, a, they looked at that. But so true. He was grateful. And remember, some, he was grateful to the, he said, thank, he, he started with the Corinthian church. I thank the Lord for you. And he immediately caused him some trouble, didn't he? Well, most of the churches caused him trouble because there were people there. But he, he gave God thanks for one another. God help us to be thankful and grateful to one another. Why? Because that keeps our hearts right with each other. Stops us becoming cold to one another. Dave, I remember, we look, don't we? We're looking. Remember, we put the, when we look in with the Lord's lens, we see people differently, don't we? See people differently. We see their good points. Of course, we see their bad points, but through grace. Because remember, I don't have any. I mean, I, we've all got some, haven't we? Of course. We, so be grateful, thankful for one another. Some of us find that more difficult. We, that was not, we were sort of made or brought up, I suppose. But we, that's, again, something we've got to learn to do. Be thankful. Paul was thankful for the people of God. Bless the Lord. Um, Psalm 28. Psalm 28. Praise be to the Lord, for he has heard my cry for mercy. The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusts in him and I am helped. My heart leaps for joy and I will give thanks to him in song. He is my trust, he is my shield. 
Then, you see, his heart was leaping for joy. The psalmist David, probably Psalm 28. His heart was leaping for joy. Literally leaping for joy for who the Lord is. And then, out of that, he thanked the Lord in song. See, our thinking begins to be changed. Remember, right? Because thankfulness, as we said on Sunday, is all to do with thinkfulness. Suppose the Anglo-Saxon word and all those kind of things rooted in that. Because we think. We think we use our minds of what God has done, who God is. We look at creation. We look at our natural blessings, as we said on Sunday. It would not just fresh water, electricity, warmth, food, you know, money in our pockets, which is more than majority of the world. Yet we have been blessed. But ultimately, the Lord has blessed us. And of course, as we said, the more we thankful, the more it fleshes out self-pity, self-indulgence. And all the things related to self. And the lies we talked taught, as we said on Sunday, when we think we are disadvantaged, disabled, victimized, alone, forgotten, ignored, all those kind of things. Uh, when we begin to be thankful, all those are not true because we are blessed. Because we are children of the living God. And that's why, because Psalm 69, again, we said it on Sunday, when we praise the Lord with thanksgiving and song and I will magnify the Lord with thanksgiving. Magnification, as we said on Sunday, does not change the size of the object. Because we can't change the size of God. He's awesome. He's mighty. He's omnipotent. He's omniscient. He's uh, omnipresent. We can't change the size of God, but how we see him, that's what magnification is, how you see things. It doesn't change the size of it. So how we see God, when we are thanking him, when we are praising him, he becomes magnified because we realize, bless the Lord, we are good in him. Uh, we've had it good in him and from him. Bless the Lord. And of course, ultimately, thanksgiving brings release. Release. Our last words will go to Jonah. Jonah um, understood that... Uh, <laughs> He was, uh, lots of things with Jonah, I preached on Jonah a number of times, and sometimes you think Jonah had faith because he jumped on the side of the water, jumped, thrown into the water. Others say perhaps he was trying to commit suicide because he didn't want to go, because I mean it was suicidal, isn't it, let's be honest. In a storm, in the middle of the sea, it is suicidal to be thrown into the water because remember his heart was, I don't want to go there. I don't want to go there and tell those enemies, they were enemies of Israel, I don't want to go there and tell them because I, I hate them. They are our enemies, they persecuted us, and I suppose lots of reasons. And Anyway, he ended up being thrown over. God didn't answer his prayer because God sent a big fish, and he said, have a few days in here, Noah, uh, Noah uh, Jonah. <laughs> Noah could have been there, but Jonah was definitely there. Um, and of course, what did we say before? No television, or oh, there was. What did he have? BBC Wales and HTV Wales. Oh. Boom, boom. Sorry, sorry, I had to throw that in. But again, we have this idea, don't we? Have you ever seen Pinocchio? Pinocchio is in, in the whale. He's got a table and chairs and he's got a lamp there. And we think nothing further from the truth. Remember, Jonah is in the intestine of a whale. No light. Just think of what is around him. Think of the smells all around him. Just, you know, and here he is. He's in the belly of a whale for three days. And then his wonderful prayer. Uh, and, he, and he knows God's word because he's quoting from the Psalms. He knows God's word. And this is how he ends up. Uh, Jonah 2, 7 to 10, is it? When my life was embedding away 
I remembered you, Lord, and my prayer rose to you, to your holy temple. Those who cling to worthless idols open the grace of heavy days. But I, with a song of thanksgiving, will sacrifice to you what I have vowed I will make good. Salvation comes from the Lord. And the Lord commanded the fish, and it vomited Jonah onto dry land. See, the release came after Thanksgiving. He thanked the Lord and said, Lord, I will pay my vows. Remember, we just read Isaiah, Psalm 50, verse 13, Thanksgiving, fulfilling our vows. Thanksgiving, and he was released. Bless the Lord. Uh, Thanksgiving for our protection, for our maturity. Remember, our kids, we've got to teach them, haven't we? We and me. Oh, please and thank yous. Teacher, um, as they grew up, we always say them sometimes. Um, but that's maturity. And of course, in our maturity, in our growth, in our protection, in, our, in, our, in, in everything that we, we become, it, it roots out doubt. It roots out hindrances, selfishness, um, and all the things that would flood into our hearts. Remember that um, one of the things that stopped Israel going into the promised land 1 Corinthians 10, five things that stopped them going into the promised land. What was the last one? Grumbling, murmuring about the Lord, not to the Lord, about the Lord. Oh, grumbling. That's why he says, be very careful. Let it be full of thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Amen. Bless the Lord. So tonight, oh, we are blessed. Hallelujah. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. To find out more about our church, including our service times, visit www.oakdalechristiancentre.org.